What's good, everybody? We are finally back, and I think it's been around one or two months since the last episode, but we are finally back with another episode of the A1 Podcast, a show where we talk about games, anime, and content creation. And as always, we have much love for all three, but no experts in any. So for those of you who don't know, A1 means staying on point, which is the standard that we strive for to remind us to stay focused on the grind and just celebrate every bit of progress that we make. Now, we're going to get into a couple of topics, but before we get into it, let me just introduce to you my returning co-host. I haven't talked to him in a minute since the last podcast, but here he is, back again, Jarvinson. How you been, bro? I like peanut butter. Um, Alright, bro. Well, <laughs> you know, I've been good, you know. Just chilling. You've been good? You've been healthy? You've been taking care of yourself? I gained a little weight, like a good like pound and a half, but you know that's that's some food fat, you know. Oh like, uh, wait, I'm 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 assuming you are, you know, working out and stuff like that, or you're just. Oh, I don't trust the gyms yet. You know, Rona's <laughs> You can you can work out at home. What are you talking about? Okay, yeah, but like I work it's, out. It's at not home. the same level of workout, you know. It's that's kind. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> to be honest, it's a lot better, at least for certain people. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't necessarily like to go outside too often. I'd rather just, like, do my work inside. But nah. Yeah, I gained weight, but it wasn't like a fat weight. It's more like... Oh, it's like exercise. muscle gain? Yeah. <laughs> I just messing with you when I like my... <laughs> alright, alright, alright. Um, well, as far as my opening statement goes, um, for anybody that's doing intermittent fasting, uh, try and do this take t- two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar mix it with a little bit of water it's not going to break your fast and it'll help you meet your nutrition requirements while you're fasting give you all the nutrition that you're usually lacking when you are fasting but that's just a little bit of like research that I've done because um, I've been trying to get fit during so, the time that quarantine has been lasting I don't know how long it's going to last but yeah that's so what, what doing. you're telling me is right What's up? I could drink vinegar and just say I'm fasting. First <laughs> no, of all, no, 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 no. If you are fasting, you oh. can take the tip that I told you. Just yes. so you know, it can help you because you're going to be, you're, if you're fasting, you're going to be in a caloric deficit. You might not meet the nutrition requirements that you usually need for your body each day, right? So oh. this tip just helps you like gain all the minerals um, that you need uh, to help you function for the rest of the day. That's all it is. So what you're telling me is I shouldn't I shouldn't take some vinegar shots. And when someone questions what I'm doing, I shouldn't just say, hey, guys, don't worry, I'm fasting. It's normal. Well, more specifically, like apple cider vinegar, not yes. vinegar vinegar. Yes. Vinegar. But yeah, it's as disgusting as it sounds. But, you know, a lot of health. I actually stuff. like the taste of vinegar. It's I think I think it's worth it. You know, just put in a little bit of research on it if you are interested in fasting. Um, it's disgusting, but I think the benefits of it outweigh the negative. That's all. It's like a little cleanse. <laughs> all right, but anyways, I'm your host, the Hidden Messiah, reminding you to stay indoors as we go ahead and start here with episode four. So we're going to start off here with the gaming section. Um, as always, we are behind on the news, but we don't really care. We're going to try to <laughs> do our best to catch up, but... Right now, the topic of the day is going to be the lawsuit between Epic Games and Apple and Google and pretty much every 
I don't know how many how many companies Epic Games is going against, but you know, this whole situation has been going on ever since like. Let me see my notes a little bit. I believe August August thirteenth. I believe. Man, my oh. notes are everywhere. <laughs> that game that's dead, but it's not actually dead. It's actually quite alive. People just wish it was dead. Versus the world. I have, I haven't looked at the stats, but yes, Fortnite, in my opinion, is probably still more alive than ever. The, yeah, it's just people wishes it was dead. Yeah, yeah. But um, let me get to a little bit of summary for those who have been living under a rock, I guess. Um, keep in mind, everything about this topic is just research that I've taken from like The Verge and also Linus Tech Tips. I haven't. I don't really have a big opinion on this one, but I'd like to put it on the podcast just to see if we can learn a thing or two oh, about yeah, the politics in the video game industry. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, 184,000 right. current viewers on Twitch. Yeah, it's not that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think Fortnite is falling off anytime soon, but it's definitely declining though. But yeah. It's it's keeping up its lead. Um, and, I mean, it's keeping up its popularity pretty well throughout these years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but okay. So let's get to this timeline a little bit. So in August 13 of this year, um, Epic actually offered a new direct payment in Fortnite on iOS and Android. Um, basically, this direct payment is bypassing the whole um, rule that Apple has where they take 30% of whatever purchase that actually occurs in their Apple store. And this is the same, I believe, for pretty much, you know, Google Play Store and even on Steam. I think any developer that actually puts a game on Steam, uh, Steam actually takes 30% of anybody who purchases it. But um, so Apple didn't take kindly to that. So they decided to remove uh, Fortnite from their uh, Apple store. Google also removed Fortnite from their Apple store. And immediately in the same day, um, Epic actually sues both company for duopoly. Because even though I believe that Apple, even though it is a big industry, it hasn't necessarily, it's not necessarily as big as, you know, previous monopolies that we've seen before. But with both Apple and Google, you can at least make the argument that, yeah, they're they're pretty much taking, taking up majority of the market. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're literally the only two options at this point you want yeah. android or you want iphone <laughs> but um let's see what so the arguments that each company kind of has against each other is that the epic ceo uh tim tim sweeney is actually doing this because he wants to fight for the basic freedoms of all consumers and developers but apple kind of calls the bs because you know epic is kind of just like using this controversy to maybe raise interest in the game again which you can make an argument for it could be valid but there's not really too much i haven't really found any like proof to really go off of but you know if it's if epic is truly doing this just so they can raise interest for the game i could i could believe it because it did come out like the whole lawsuit with the papers and everything came out the same damn day and them shits are like 60 pages long Exactly. Uh, it's crazy. Last time I checked, you know, last time I checked, that takes way longer to get things set up and ready to go. But man, sixty pages in a day in a couple hours, even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, anyways, let's see. Apple is um, 
Apple actually also decided to get rid of any. No, no, no. They threatened to remove any game that's made by Unreal Engine, which is made by Ooh. Epic Games. But any Whoa. developer that you know makes a game through Unreal Engine. But I believe that didn't actually pass on through. In October 9th, I think the judge permanently prevented um, Apple from doing this. But Fortnite is still banned, though. Yeah. I'm about to say if they would have done the unreal engine thing then at that point that would basically confirm epic's little duopoly thing yeah 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 of course of course of course yeah um here, here here's the thing though i guess a couple of questions that i have about the entire matter because one thing is that the 30 percent cut is kind of a standard for yeah. you know the for developers actually putting out their games to these distributors right yeah how how fair do you think that percentage is i guess in your own opinion do you have anything on that in a way i said that's a very large cut but considering the amount of advertisement that could go with that cut it's 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 one of those things where it's like if you want to get your thing on the top Thing, you kind of have to, you know, pay a little extra more. That is true. It, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's, again, it feels very unfair. It is. It, I, at least, about... at least from the research that I've done, and like I said, everything that I'm saying right now is just from Linus Tech Tips and The Verge. But mm -hmm. I believe in Linus Tech Tips, they made a video about it, and they actually um, brought up a point saying that this 30% standard has been a standard for years and that was and back when it actually first became a standard that was when you know the internet was not necessarily booming yet you know when you actually have to distribute a game you have to worry about packing it in a warehouse getting it into a store mm -hmm. and all of that right but these days you really only have to download it it's exactly. only really a digital purchase so you could make the argument that it could be outdated and you could probably lower that percentage a little bit See, further. That that would make sense. But at the same time, now you also got to think about the fact, yeah, but now the place where you're going to put these games are way bigger than they were before. So their value is higher as well. That's true. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to hate on Apple and Google as well. Like they did their part on being, mm -hmm. on being able to like distribute all these games to the general mass and all that. Mm hmm yeah but like man you know i, I really want to fight for the developers though yeah I, I want i want them to get their money as, that's as what i'm saying i get it it's, it's like i get it it makes yeah. sense because you're literally paying 30 percent just to have to say hey just basically allow this to be downloaded because everyone's yeah. going to search whether it gets advertised or not at this point yeah it's just it's, it's one of those things it's just well, upon like further researching about like, you know, how distributors actually take some percentages out of the developers games, um, mm -hmm. the Epic Store, I think, only takes uh, 12 percent instead of 30 so mm -hmm. they can actually compete um, with the with other platforms like Steam. And that even got me more thinking, like, why did why did people hate Epic Games again for launching their, you know, their own like Steam kind of like game library kind of netflix thing. all the hate from on epic games literally just came out of because of fortnite really 100 percent, yeah, 100%, yeah. They, epic games was never really the bad guy Fortnite <laughs> was actually the good guy for most of the fight against like PUBG and stuff like that yeah the issue was 
after it grew so big, it's just people got tired of hearing it. So that's much. crazy. What? Just uh, just on a, like a side note, how do you feel about browsing through the Epic Game Store? Just on a side note, how do you feel about it? It's very. I hate it. <laughs> it doesn't. Talk about it. Talk about it. It does not feel natural. Like, for example, let me just open it up right now. Okay. They take a good minute to open. Okay, you have your homepage. Great. Uh-huh. Um, it's just stuff thrown at you. It doesn't tell you literally anything. It's weird. It's, it feels very clunky. Then I go to the store page again. It it doesn't feel organized. That is now, true. I, there's I like no. The is there a search bar? There's no search bar unless you actually find out where the browsing oh. library is. They actually have a search bar. That's but new though. technically, it, it, like, if if I'm just trying to find out what games, you know, I specifically want, like maybe a genre, mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of locate that browsing library just a little bit, just a little. Bit. It's uh, it's something that takes a little bit of getting used to. Like Steam definitely you. does it a lot easier. Yeah. For example, categories the ones that they show right now are just action, adventure, mod toolkit, puzzle, basically the basic one. Yeah. Most basic of basic, yeah. and and then features controller support, co-op support. Can I put multiple? Okay, good. That allows me to put multiple. That's mm. You could tell that they're slowly adding to it, but it still doesn't. Yeah, it's it still doesn't feels clunky. Much information, like it doesn't but, tell you reviews or anything like that. You know, you it's like as a gamer, I I think the average gamer wouldn't really have a terrible time with it. Actually, it, it, it sucks to get all. adjusted to, of course, but it's it's not too hard to adjust to. Yeah, it's it's more of a convenience type of thing. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Um, actually, now that I think about it, I think the other hate, the the reason why Epic Games gets a little bit of hate, maybe, is because of it is it is partially owned by Tencent. I shouldn't say partially; majority of it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the whole Chinese spyware like oh. meme that everybody gets it's like oh you're selling your data to China <laughs> it's it like big? I mean TikTok's big and even then like I'm selling my data to like America it's like I don't even trust America <laughs> like dang who cares at this point they, they got nothing to take away from me anyway so they can spy on me all they want at this point Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, they don't even have a free to play section. They don't have a free to play section. Eh. I mean, they got. They definitely play. got the free game section. Free games. Yeah, but like, aren't those like the monthly free games thing? You can't yeah. really organize. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Which is also weird since Epic started off as always making knockoff games of other better, cooler games. Um, really. I don't know about all that. Yeah. Like, didn't they make, uh, what, what was it, that one? It, they basically like just Rogue always company? made... company? No, they always made it, They always made knockoffs of, of a game that came out before it, that became popular. That's how Fortnite became a thing, because remember, PUBG became popular, so they made their own little thing. Can't you make that argument for... I don't know. Any company, I know. Like, everybody copies... Well, I don't want to say everybody, but if, if somebody copies another one's formula and try to tweak it for their own and see if they can 
make uh, money out of it. It's not. It's, know, it's kind of, more like they follow the sense. hype train. They're never the ones to lead it. They're always yeah. the followers of it. Okay. Okay. I guess that's a topic for another time. But going back to the the lawsuit, um, how do you how do you feel about it overall? Do you think that Epic is going to win this lawsuit? Is Fortnite going to be back into the mobile scene, mobile game scene? I guess. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? I kind of hope that Epic does win it. Simply because, again, we I, I, I like the developer, you know, I mean, like the little say in, in the matters. Yeah. Because whether you like Epic or not, this is more of a, one of those lawsuits that like, might set the future. Like, like I said, mobile at the moment, you know, it's not it's not huge. But the same thing with console. Console compared to PC used to be nowhere near the same levels. Now it's like mm-hmm. to the point it's like you don't really care on the street. You want that extra 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 yeah. sixty. Gotta play at four K. Yeah. Mm. Type of thing. Which console runs four K now, so kinda that's not the try to get the free sync monitors and use it to its best of its abilities. That's a... but mobile eventually because remember, the only real limiting factor in mobile, what is it? Isn't it like the battery life? A lot of things. Maybe like just the resol- the size of it. Um, for certain games, it's, it's going to be really uncomfortable. Um, you don't really get a dedicated controller. Most unless phones you come in it. 2K. Like 2K quality. No, no, like the size still. Like it's 2K on what? Um... A 16 inch like screen or something i don't i don't want to i don't really know the accurate size of that phone screen no but, but like, it's, maybe you need a little bit more space you know a little bit more screen space yeah some, real, some more real estate yeah, so like, like you know enjoy like your game battery life true because they could make phone screens however they want at this point like i said the yeah. fact that they're able to fit 2k in such a tiny little frame it's it's a sign saying, hey, they can literally do whatever they want. They just don't need limiting factors. Battery life because you could put all the cool stuff in it. Because remember, it's, it's easy to make stuff small. It's just hard to keep it powered. You can't really make batteries smaller. Mm. So, so once okay. they discover a solution to that, eventually mobile might become like a big thing. Like, uh, mobile is already a big thing. Yeah, like mobile gaming as a whole, like the day that mobile competes with console I'm just saying mobile doesn't have to compete with any they can just be in their own lane forever that's also in my opinion mobile is already like making money like majority of the video game industry money is in mobile (laughs) even now you could put like there's many games that they just throw on mobile and still somehow looks the same true like it, yeah. uh, the phone dies in like 30 minutes but you know they can still keep the quality up okay okay um i guess in my opinion about the whole lawsuit um i guess i don't know since since it's been a minute uh, how long has this been going on it's it, it's been going on for a couple of months yeah. kind of just tired of it especially since we actually have to worry about the new consoles that are about to drop Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna keep tabs on this. See what happens. Maybe we'll go back to it 
Um, but right now, I actually want to move on to the next topic, which is the PS5 that is about to drop, I think, in about a couple weeks. Technically, I, I never pre-ordered one. I don't know if you pre-ordered one. I pre-ordered. <laughs> I don't even know if you're allowed to pre-order at this point because it's pretty much sold out everywhere. Yeah. But uh, some couple things about the PS5 that we actually miss is actually the teardown um, about its hardware and also the UI reveal. Uh, Jerb, uh, which one do you actually want to start off? Do you Are you more excited about the teardown or the UI layout? Which one do you want to start with? So they're both very exciting. I like the way the UI looks. Now, there's certain features that they mentioned with the UI that I'm like, yeah, this is not going to work for every game. But I still like the way it looks. You know? The, <laughs> it's, it, I've seen the video. I, I took down a lot of notes about each feature. Why don't we actually go like, okay, so let me, let us put it like this. Um, I'll mention a feature and then we'll just give our quick thoughts about that feature. And then once we give our thoughts about it, we'll move on to the next feature. And yeah, we, we just go through that until we get through the entire video, I guess, for the UI. Okay, let's go for it. All right. So these are just some notes. I, I didn't really take note on like every feature that was shown in that video because I, I don't really care for much for there, but I try to jot as much notes for it. So the feature that's the first, the first one that was presented was that the PlayStation button, whenever you press it, it will actually give you access to the control center. And the control center is actually a little bit different from the the home the home uh, menu. Yeah. Like the PS4 had the home menu and I think the PS5 now has the control center. Yeah. Yeah. So the home screen still exists, except that I guess the control center seems to be a more simplified, simplified and more... How do you say it? It definitely looks like a larger version. Like, yeah, it's it's more like it, it's more of a ease of access thing, yeah. like you said. So that is the first feature. Um, how do you like it? Do you think that it's it's a great addition, or should we just stick to the home screen? Because the home screen doesn't look that bad. Like mm-hmm. it's the traditional PS4 layout. I like the little, you know. I mean, right there, the control center, because the PS4 had something like that. The only thing is, it was almost useless. It, it, it didn't. It was there, but to use it, it's just like all the options that you wanted it to be there are not there. Like what? Like it, it was. It's weird because here's the thing: it's not that it's not there; it's that it, it is. But when you you try to use it, it opens up the home screen. So it kind of defeats the purpose of having like a little bar on the side that you're able to like, you know, answer stuff. If every time you try to change anything on it, it will you will send you to the home screen. Wait, so, so you're telling me the PS4 actually had a control center? You, you know when you leave the home button press and it opens the power <laughs> settings? That was literally its version of the control center. Yes, I did it, not know. Look, exactly. I'm gonna be honest with you. Whatever the PlayStation button will take me to, that's the only place that I will like. I will never. Um, the PS4 layout seems to be very simple to like navigate through, but I just never cared to like really look at all those features. You want to know why? What? Most of them were not kind of pointless. They, they were. Um, like the only thing you use that little control center on the PS4 is to turn off the PS4. Yeah. 
and or mute. just move on to the next game. Like that's it. Yeah, that's, that's literally it. I just slide left to right, go to the next game, and that's it. I I never really utilize yeah. any of the you know features that they had because the other features are pretty much pointless to have. Because anytime you click anything other than that, would just take you to the home screen, so it defeats the purpose. Okay. All right, so let's move on to the next feature. Um, this is part of the control center. Wait. So for what's up? Oh no, this is part of the control center thing. Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm reading on my notes right now. So for each game, uh, the PS5 will actually track your progress in a level, and it'll actually give you estimated time that'll take you to finish it. And in addition to that, um. This is only exclusive to PS Plus members, by the way. Um, for some games, you are going to get some in-game help slash hints if it's available. They showed it for uh, Sackboy. I forgot what it's called. Little Big Planet. I think that's the actual game. Um, I don't know how you feel about that feature. Wait, what? That's only for PS Plus members? Yes. That's it's exclusive for PS Plus members. And that's if you want hints. At that point, you just might as well Google it. <laughs> but you don't, do you don't want spoilers. You don't want spoilers. You know I what guess. I'm saying? Like some people, that that's what they said in the video. Um, you know, it's it's very helpful to just get the game, uh, yes. the game help in, in in the PS5, so that you know, it'll be safer without. It'll be safer for you to like look for help without getting any spoilers. Now, here's the thing about that. That's the main feature. That I'm like, yeah, it's not gonna be for every game simply because you, you remember the achievement trophies yep you know how they have like a little thing where it's like uh it's blank and then when you click show me details so i can know how to get it sometimes it still doesn't even tell you how to get it even though <laughs> technically knowing it will spoil you even though like yeah. when you open it like yeah this doesn't help at all i don't even know what this means yeah i feel like some games gonna i don't think it's as it's probably it's gonna be supportive for like probably the playstations exclusive or like the mainstream playstation exclusive type games you know like the first few games that they always advertise with the system of course then every game after that they all these extra features you never see it used ever again yeah yeah that's what i feel is gonna happen that i just yeah I, I don't see this feature really being that important just because it's it's more time for the developers to like why would the developers spend time to really do this like <laughs> go to youtube I, and at the same time i'm more of a player that just wants to just you know just jump into it if i get lost then i get lost that's that's really like i'm fine with like getting lost and getting immersed in the world but that's now, just me though now i know I that some people want for puzzles you want puzzles? nah not even for puzzles why would you do that the whole point of like enjoying puzzles is to like no, I have mean, like, you figure it out for yourself. You know, it, just to have it there as like an option. Let's say you're replaying the game, right? And you don't remember the puzzle, but you already know you already did it before. You just want to get it over with. It's, it's just like a little thing just to have there. Or at least to give you like maybe a hint here and there. Just or like on actually not even that. Give you. Mm, I'm, I'm trying to find a way where it doesn't get abused to the point just telling you everything. You know how in certain games you have characters just say a line and then from whatever they just said you realize okay maybe there's something cool here no they could probably have a little i know thing what you mean but i don't want any game. hints whatsoever i don't yeah. want i don't know well unless it's okay i need a hint if but yeah it has to be very like 
the puzzle like, has to give a hint no matter what. That's what I'm saying. But it can't <laughs> but be like a still. hint that tells you everything. It just got to be something that just like the moment they say something, you immediately just start looking at stuff. Like where, what is this person talking about? What does this person mean? Where is this thing? Like it doesn't tell you what it is, but it's just like a little, hey, search. I have a good feeling that this feature is going to be for people who needs their hand held. Yeah. So I don't, you're not like what you're saying right now. It's, it's, you're making it. I feel like I don't want to make it easy, but at the same time, I, I want like maybe like if it's going to have it, I don't want something that like, gives you the answers. I just want something that like. No, nah, but there's, like little... there's no point for you to really get this feature then because this feature, in my opinion, I think it's for the people that really needs to just. Oh, you can't figure out the puzzle and you really need to just get the solution like straight smacked into your face. That's oh, what I'm I don't I think this feature is for people that wants just a tiny bit of help. I think this like, is for, for the people, people in that Pokemon just... that's you know doesn't realize they need cut to cut a tree. Technically, yeah. yeah. I, I really don't think this feature is for you, man. Oh, <laughs> oh, I know. I know what this. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm hating it. I just realized it. After I said that Pokemon thing, I'm like, no. It's just like for the people like in Pokemon. <laughs> remember how your rivals in Pokemon would pick the starter that's strong against you? You know, mm-hmm. that you're weak against mm-hmm. the new Pokemon games. They actually pick the one that you're strong against them. Oh, so they give you an advantage right from the start. <laughs> it's Pokemon though I know but it's just like that's. I think that's the reason why it hurts more I'm like it's Pokemon it's not even that hard already why are you gonna make it easier you're making an easy game easier that makes no sense the, the, the entire like Pokemon fan base is like in a in a disarray for for like months now I don't yeah. think I don't think you guys have ever had like happiness like ever we would never since like the ds yeah we, after the ds everything just went like was gone i don't yeah. know <laughs> that's how i feel <laughs> like they they tell us a cool feature then they never use it <laughs> like the wild area where you're that thing they advertise saying oh yeah you're able to see pokemon walking around you're actually able to see them there's not nice just in a certain area they could do that dang yeah they advertise this if it's gonna be the whole game no. I mean, I wish I wish you guys, um, you know, the best for future games. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think um, Game Freak's gonna treat you guys like well anytime <laughs> soon. But <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So let's move on to like the next one, which is. Oh wait, let me let me just end this off with this feature, um, with this one, with this um feature. Uh, I think this is gonna be useful for people that you know doesn't have really a lot of time to spend on video games so the feature where it says it tells you how much time you have left to actually finish this level that's useful if you just to give you a gauge on like how much how much time you can spend on a game or something like that right so that's i think that'll be great for people who are very time sensitive you know who um, i can't really play too much what people who play league like if you know you gotta go somewhere in 20 minutes you should know that you should have in a game of league because most games of league takes like 25 i'm not talking about just one game i'm just talking about like oh every every single game that comes out in the ps5 like oh it's it'll be convenient for people to just know how much time they have left to actually finish this level mm-hmm. that's all mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. but let's go to the next feature 
that I think is the most important. Um, PS5 low-key pretty much has Discord into it. Yes! It has this voice chat. It always had its voice chat. Um, you can talk through the integrated mic that's on the DualSense controller. And for me, that I'm, the feature that I'm most excited about is that you can actually do share screen on a PS5. Without so, taking up the whole thing. Yes. You can see the games that your friend is actually playing um, while you're playing. So, you know, I think that'll be great. It's great that the PS5 is like further um, innovating on the social aspect of like gaming yes. so that you know it kind of it kind of brings all the people who only likes to play single player games like together That's yeah all. that when i look at that feature i'm like oh this is discord yes finally innovation here i don't care if the government can see what i'm saying i don't care <laughs> they hear it i don't care let them hear everything i just want to i just want this feature to be cool because Back in the PS4, every time you try to do anything, you had to go home screen. Um, any settings you want to change, home screen. Like, <laughs> if you wanted to look something, home screen. And it would take like that little bit of loading to go back in the game. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for that for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. And see how that goes. I don't really have much to say about that. I mean, it's just a solid feature. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be using that once I get a PS5. Oh, I'm getting it. Yeah. Even um, if I only turn it on once a year, I'm still getting it. Once a year. <laughs> like for that first yeah, you're week. right. Like, honestly, now that I think about it, I might not even give a fuck about that share screen once it drops. <laughs> but it's, it's just, just nice to have. Good thing. You know? What's oh, the man. next feature? Hit me. All right. So the last feature that I'm going to talk about with the UI interface is that the screenshots can be done all the way up to 4K if you if you wanted to, mm-hmm. and during if you want to actually share this photo amongst your friends or maybe in social media, you can actually use your mic to send out your message. So you know you just speak on your mic. The PS5 will text it for you, so you don't really need to use that on-screen keyboard anymore. Yes. So for those of you who find that useful, you know, more power to you. This is gonna be a great feature. I just don't like having to type stuff. On yeah, it. so I'm that's actually, really the highlight for me on that one. You can, yeah, the, you can, this thing, the real highlight will be how well is it going to understand what I'm trying to say. I trust. I trust Sony. I think it'll be it'll be fine. Because I used to, when uh, I used to um, stream through PS4, they had like a text to voice thing. I loved it. <laughs> But that was text voice, and they would try to read it. So, what I'm wondering is, when you speak, does it? Because it, they did say they have multiple different languages they understand, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Affected. So I'm gonna say I, and then next you know, like what is I? How do you even spell I? (laughs) U I. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. They haven't. They haven't really shown much about you know how this works out. Um, Although, I am because I gotta go back on this one. I said that the there's gonna be an integrated mic on the DualSense controller. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, It won't be high quality. I'll give you that. Yeah, but it's integrated. Yeah, that's what I'm 
say. It, it's it's like hard. it's convenient. I, can I get rid of it? <laughs> oh no! Is it? I'm just saying. Wait, turn it off. Because I know you can mute, but like, what I mean is, can you turn it off? I hope so. Yeah, because battery life. I just. I'm really excited just to see what this controller can do. And that is it, battery life is better than the PS4s. Integrated mic? What? Okay. I just don't know how I feel about that. Privacy you know, for privacy reasons, obviously. But PS4 comes out, you connect it to your PC and start using that as your mic. <laughs> no, that mic. That mic's probably a condenser mic. It's gonna pick up everything. Like my mic. <laughs> That's fire. Oh. Uh, no, I'm not sh- shooting shots at, at your mic. Your mic's your mic is fine. It's a it's a blue Yeti. It's amazing. Yeah. It's all you it need. Just, it just didn't pick up every single time like wind blows or something. I mean, in certain situations, that's a really useful feature. Just oh, not, we're, just we're not for podcasts. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah All right. Oh, one last thing about the uh, screenshot feature. So when you want to share with your friends, you your friends will actually be given a warning if the photo is spoiler related. So I like that. That's really good. You know, I don't really gotta look at a photo if I haven't necessarily played that portion of the game yet. So or you actually want to play the game. Yeah, like, but that's that's the UI interfa- interface. Um, overall impressions for me, it's it's good. You know what I'm saying? They didn't really do too too much, but they added a couple of things that are very very interesting, such as the share screen and also the the mic feature, so that you don't necessarily have to use an on screen keyboard. That's good. Also, Sackman instead of Little Big Planet, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, Are but you? um. You know, at the end of the day, it looks like the PS4 traditional screen, which is fine. It's 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 yeah. honestly like um, it follows the concept of if it's not broke, don't fix it. And it's a way better UI than than Xbox, in my personal opinion. Well, yes, it is. So, yeah, it's all good. So let's move on to the hardware side of things. Um, I actually want to read out the summary on this one because I've been very, very curious about the entire specs of this PS5. So let me just let me just do the out the outside you know the the outside features uh, for the hardware, right? So let me just get the the let me just tell you the facts about how big this is. Um, because it was big as hell when I when I saw it. It was literally like. His whole it, chest. It was his his whole upper torso, not even like his yeah. upper torso, <laughs> was when the I'm, same height as the PS5. When I was watching, the, <laughs> yeah, I just just looked at my t- desk and table, and I just try to measure it. I'm like, yeah, what is this? Yeah. Okay. So here's here's the the measurements for it. It is 4.1 inches wide, which is 104 millimeters wide. Um, 15.3 inches high, and that is uh, 390 millimeters high and it is 10.2 inches deep or 260 millimeters deep. Mm-hmm. So 15.3. That's an inches deep. It's tall oh. as hell. <laughs> I'm already planning on where I'm going to put it. I don't know where I'm going to put it. I'm probably going to... I'm not necessarily a fan of its style still. It's it's like it's growing on to me, but I still would keep it out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> Ooh, actually, yeah. I don't know if we're gonna get into this. We're going to the insides portions of it, right? 
Oh, wait, 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 hold it up. No, there's still a lot of features outside. I gotta oh. get to the ports. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Let me yeah. let you do your yeah. thing. So, in the front, there's gonna be a USB Type A and a USB Type C. Um, that's great. Is the controller gonna be Type C? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm wondering what those two ports are gonna be used. Like, one's gonna be for the controller and then one's gonna be for what? Hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And then in the rear, there's gonna be two USB Type A's. There's gonna be a LAN port and HDMI port and the power port. So nice and standard, nice and minimal. Mm -hmm. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Nothing too crazy. Um, there's gonna be on the front and top a portion of the PS5. There's gonna be air vents for the air to actually come in, and the entire rear side of the PS5 is an exhaust port. So I guess that's that kind of negative pressure into it when it comes to cooling. And I actually want to talk more about the cooling because they really, in the video, they really, um, they really showed how much they took took um, cooling seriously. The heat sink, they, like, yeah, they they really <laughs> they really saw all the PS4 memes for it and then really took it seriously so that nobody complains about the PS5. But let me just finish off with the outside features. The bottom doesn't seem to have anything other than. It's supposed to be an access for the stand. Yeah. Uh, and then the stand obviously is very OD. I like it though. It's very OD. I but... like it. I just wish it wasn't like <laughs> mandatory, but I like it. Mandatory, yeah. So if you wanna if you wanna make stand it vertical, um you can. If you wanna make make it stand horizontally, um, which I was worried about before because like then you know the ps4 you can obviously stand it horizontally i mean without a stand you know what i'm saying but for mm -hmm. the ps5 it's curved so like i was i always wondered how are they gonna do that and they may do with this very very unique stand that they made and you know if it works it works it, it's nice <laughs> now now what's up since the to open it up they made it look very simple it, 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 when I was watching the video and he opened it up, like, you know, the first panel, I was like, that looks almost like opening up a PC. You just got to slide the front panel off, really. You can do that for the PS4, though. Yeah, but like you got to screw and stuff. The way it looked on that PS5, you literally just got to snap it off. But technically, so, you, if you want to access everything, you still need to use screws. I know, but, you know, it just looks nice and neat. You don't get access to anything, like, really. No, you get you access that. to the things that you're actually really going to touch, like, Storage the SSD, yeah, yeah. Which is, by the way, is only of it's only gonna be for M.2 and VME. Yeah, that part I was like, okay. Yeah, I wish it can't... still had like SSD support, so I could just mount one in there. But yeah, you know, but okay, honestly, wait. you know, it's an. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with NVMe. NVMe is actually not that crazy right now, as far as yeah. prices goes. Yeah, so I'm like, like okay. it's just ten dollars more than an SSD. Yeah. That's yeah, the reason I'm like I didn't mind after I thought about it. I was like, actually, it's gonna it's gonna end up being the same later on eventually. Yeah. So, as far as the insides go, as you said, the panels are very easy to remove. There's no screws needed, although you don't really get access to much. You still need to unscrew a couple of things if you really really want to see everything. Um, but uh, you know, um, the video did a great job at showing you a tutorial just in case you're somebody that kind of wants to clean your own console which you should um 
one big thing about the breakdown is that I don't think they mentioned any like warranty seal. So like if you, for oh, no, example, they, like took the sticker off, you'll lose yeah. warranty. I, I would I don't assume. Think they wait, I I saw him peel the little sticker off. I would assume that you know. But did did he mention that that was a warranty sticker? Yeah, that's he didn't. But I'm just just you know. He didn't. I hope they didn't, cause it's like, I don't. You sh- look. I think it's mandatory for, you know, Sony to allow, you know, gamers to clean their own consoles if they want to. Yeah, they, that's why they. Their own consoles. Yeah, that's why they put the little what is it the dust little thing, so you could just put a vacuum it out without having to open it. Still though, you know, yeah, know. if somebody wants to like, go do the full cleanse. Yeah, but I get what you mean. Yeah, it has the dust cat. It has two dust catchers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right, so it has one big ass intake fan at the top, which is might be a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, yeah. The thing that caught my eye the most was actually the heat sink. because yes. the PS4, it's at, the heat sink for the PS5 is actually five times larger than the PS4 Pros. So that definitely right. bodes well for the PS5. Yeah. The heat sink for the PS5 is most of its size. Store that. Yeah. So, which <laughs> makes me believe like the only reason it's that big is cooling related because they don't want the. You know, the moment you turn it on. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I don't. I can't even make it just so loud. Just hear it from a mile away. I want to turn on my PS4 right now? Just like here. You know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Every time I turn off, the, well, I turn on. I never had a PS4 Pro. I only had the, the Slim, but the yeah. Slim definitely like shouted at my fucking face every time I turn on the power button. And that's supposed to be the quieter version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it also so with the so with the CPU, it's actually utilizing a liquid metal cooling that the R and D team uh, mentioned that they actually took two years to prepare and finalize. So this tells me that they're really going ham for mm. the cooling solution on this PS5. I'm really curious on what on how that kind of performs when it finally drops. Um, apparently, the heatsink is supposed to pretty much just provide the same cooling as what you would in a vapor chamber, which is like the standard for pretty much cooling any like small components or something like that, like laptops and stuff. Yeah. So that's good. That's great. Uh, one thing that you know you shouldn't really necessarily be surprised about but i'm worried about still is that the power unit is rated at 350 watts that's 40 more than the ps4 pro that's 185 more watts than the slim so this this is this is a really beefed up console Mm -hmm. 350 watts so make sure you can actually like pay for that in your electric bill you can actually fit that budget in not just that $400, that $500 price range, but also try to think about everything else. No more sleep mode. Nope, turning that off. Shoot, man. <laughs> like, I'm I don't done know, gaming. Man. Oh. <laughs> We're like, why didn't you just put it to sleep? I'm like, you're paying my bill off. Dang. Uh, so a couple of couple of other specs. Um, the system memory is GDDR6, 16 gigabytes of VRAM. Mm-hmm. Dang, how much do you have? I have eight. <laughs> 16 is just the... 16 base. is what you need for 4K, though. Yeah. Like, 16. 
like um i believe that when people ran horizon zero dawn for like pc that that reached up to at least like 12 depending yeah. on like what kind of resolution you're really doing 16 is literally the hey if you want to build a gaming pc and you want it to be able to like just have every game without having to worry about ram just 16 because it will almost never no game really needs more than 16 yeah for sure for sure for sure they get yeah, close but this makes me just think about like how how much i don't need this console but i still want to purchase it because the price is just too good for it yeah they're definitely selling at a loss like i feel like the, the amount of money that they spent to actually make this is the amount of money they're gonna sell for it or maybe maybe they're well depends because they said most of it was just spent on cooling which most of them spent on cooling which okay. after you already have to take the it's not that i'm not saying it's spent on cooling it's just if the main focus currently is really cooling mm -hmm. you notice based off how again the heat sinks is literally half the whole thing and then the giant fan and then if most of the space when you open it was all cooling related it was huge. really so you're, you're you don't think that they didn't spend more money on the actual specs of it here's the thing they probably did but you don't want you to have like that first remember making that from scrap yeah that takes money but after you already have it all you gotta do is just make more of it okay so like at the start you know everything at the start is gonna be a loss until you sold enough to where it's a game yeah of course of course of yeah. course that's what then, they pretty much did for every console yeah, yeah. So the SSD, the built-in integrated SSD that you cannot remove, I believe it's uh, 512 megabytes, right? Yeah. And the read speeds is around like 5.5 gigabytes per second. 512? Yeah, 512 megabytes. Oh. <laughs> Relax, just upgrade. <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, okay, so everybody that buys a PS5, you're gonna spend another 100 for a terabyte. I'm just yeah. saying, you're gonna yes. spend another hundred for a terabyte. You're probably gonna spend a couple sixties, um, so you can get the game that you want right on day one if you're that kind of person. Um, and then that electric bill, yeah, you're you're the the price of the PS5 is technically, if you want to future proof it, it's technically gonna be around at least seven hundred or something. Yeah, <laughs> five hundred on a on a thing that you're basically only gonna be playing digital games, and even if you don't play digital games, you're still gonna have to download the update. I can see it lasting three months, and then people will fill it up. Three months. That's <laughs> a lot long time. Call of Duty. It's probably gonna be one month, maybe even one week. <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> what is it like? Almost two hundred gigs for one game. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're gonna be buying a terabyte on day one. A terabyte of like, I don't know, a Samsung 970 or something. Something good. Yeah, just, so just, you know, anybody that has a PS5, make sure you consider that as well. <laughs> that SSD is not shit, except mm -hmm. for its speed. Um, uh, the CPU that it's using has around eight cores uh, and 16 threads, only goes up to 3.5 gigahertz, which is, I think, it's basically like a Ryzen 3 except it has the same core amount as a ryzen 7 so it's definitely its own like its own ship yeah, but yeah that. let me i'm and the jeep what's up drop. yeah uh, the gpu is 10.3 teraflops so 
which is doesn't necessarily translate to like real world like you know performance or anything like that it's just a benchmark um but i believe just to put it in perspective uh that's around the 2070 super range at least the same amount of teraflops as the 10 10 20 yeah, one terabyte right down hundred dollars not bad yeah and the there's black still. fridays coming up too yeah and then so that gets you're probably gonna get 10 10 bucks more off <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Amazon Amazon sales usually aren't it. So, uh, yeah. But hey, you got that two day shipping, so you can't really complain too much. Yeah. This, uh, right. That part is probably gonna be. Hey, at least it's not Xbox. Where if you already have a PC, Xbox is literally useless for you. Dang. That's the one. Uh, that um, and I wish I put Xbox into this like talk, but you know, Xbox doesn't really. I'm pretty sure Microsoft doesn't expect Xbox really to make too many sales. Yeah, that's um, how they connected everything they have to PC to, because they know that PC yeah, is slowly growing. Might as well make all our games on PC. Yeah, they also made a deal with GameStop, so Ew. I don't know how that works. Yet. I have to read up on that, and maybe we'll talk about it in future podcasts. But yeah, um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Microsoft will bring it back. You know what I'm saying? Like. PlayStation still needs a competition. As much as I love Sony, they mm. still need their competition. You know, competition makes developers and you know companies better. Yeah, if you have the mindset for it, it can it can destroy people too. Yeah. If you do, if you not have the, you it. yeah, you need to be mentally prepared for that kind of world. EA games. <laughs> Anyways. So I think that's about it for the gaming section. I don't know if you want to add more topics into it. So before we since, move on, you know, since we talk so much about cooling, um, I'm gonna change the topic and something not cooling related. <laughs> okay. That heat sink though. That's, that's uh, cooling related. What? Oh, you're right. That's just a big boy. Um, I was just thinking like that heat sink is great. Yeah. The curvatures. It's just, you know, again, with the mount thing, I know I'm not going to lose the mount. Ooh, next in that first day, oh, you hear so much of people trying to order new mounts because they broke theirs in the first. Do you think that's going to be the case? I don't know. I think that mount is sturdy. I don't know. That build overall for the PS5 looks really sturdy. Yeah. I don't mind it. Yeah, they really thought it through for this one. Yeah. It's hard to nitpick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Given that, I'll give it to them. I'm getting the digital version most likely, but I give it to them. Digital version, but what about the physical cases, man? I'm not gonna buy any physical games, but sure. I'm. I want my optical drive. <laughs> Just to have it there. Come on, man. It depends. What about what about the joy of collecting That's back in the good. day? I miss that. I, I really don't care about having a library. Yeah, I can just I can just keep it digital to be honest. Yeah. So that's fine. Four hundred dollars. You know those first few days, that like those first few days where everything was released, people saying red ring of death or you know, I'm 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 gonna let that once I'm like, okay, cool, everything's settled. No one's saying that there's anything broken with it, then I'm gonna get it. I don't want to be that person that gets on the first day and actually know, oh, why did I get this on the first day? Um, you kind of have to think about like how 
you know you're gonna you're gonna allow sony to control the prices if you want to do digital so yeah. just be aware of that yeah that's a good point you know what i'm saying <laughs> i mean they could start being like nintendo and Ew. literally not have any sales whatsoever nintendo never went on a sale <laughs> like every single console in existence even though they were doing terrible went on a sale on black friday except nintendo nintendo their sale makes stuff cost more right. like oh you're saying in the wild it's still 60 bucks now i'm just playing i think it's like 50 now what is that 50 <laughs> or 15 50 like five zero i think it's still 50. yeah no that's yeah no yeah, Genshin I don't know. Sony play. can start doing that for their first party titles. You heard Genshin, but is free to play. it's the same experience. <laughs> <laughs> Although it'll be weird because it's like, okay, so if you have the digital version and somebody else has the, you know, the optical drive version, yeah, that's a good point. You can't have a disparity between these two gamers as far as like sales go. Like yeah. the the sales have to be the same, or else you're really gonna have a bad time with the consumer so like what if everyone gets the digital and then the few people get the optical like oh what if they just completely remove the optical drive honestly i feel like that's how that's what they were planning yeah they they only they only stuck with the optical just because you know you know let's just keep it there you know because why not pcs no longer anymore comes with optical yeah you basically get it as an option if you really want to like downgrade yourself Man, I think they're they're probably doing a social experiment with people. If if people actually choose digital version, then we're not gonna get an optical drive anymore, and then Sony's just gonna hike up prices. God damn, I'm scared. Oh, of that. Now that Whatever. would suck. Pay more to have no disc and less deals. Uh, man, <laughs> I'm gonna have to move to Xbox after that if that shit happens. But there's AKA nothing just, in Xbox, God damn <laughs> it. AKA stay on your PC, that's literally what that means. Moving to Xbox, Ooh. when you have a PC, moving to Xbox just means, hey, maybe I should pay for this encryption feature. $5? Cool. Man. Wait, is Doom going to be uh, exclusive to Xbox? It's probably not. It's not. It's not. Skyrim might. <sighs> yeah, but remember, everything that's exclusive to Xbox, you know it's on PC, right? Yeah. There's no such thing as Xbox, like Xbox, Xbox exclusive anymore. But Microsoft the, learned their lesson. <laughs> but they also have the 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 Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, which is on PC. No, not not all of it. The Xbox Game Pass is like um, Kingdom Hearts is on Game Pass, right? Really? Wait, no, no, no. You can probably that trial probably does not include Kingdom Hearts three. Kingdom Come Deliverance. Oh no, it doesn't happen. No, no, it doesn't have it. I don't think so. Man, if Kingdom Hearts 3 was actually the Xbox Game Pass trial. Oh, oh, oh nah. <laughs> but it's exclusive. It's exclusive for the console. You know what I'm saying? If it's like yeah. that. that yeah. I don't know. You might have something going on. You might have something going on. I'm just saying. Dang. Except for this new generation, dude. Like a lot of the launches are going to be in the Game Pass or like PC as well. Yeah, I know. I just <laughs> I'm trying to root for Xbox right now. No, know. no, no, no. Wait, no, that's a good thing. Cause what they're doing is since they know everyone's moving to like either it's no longer just a console thing where we play games. It's now console and PC and then there's other things. The fact that they're yeah. trying to move their games everywhere else that they know they have dominance in, 
Yeah. Because like even if the Xbox fails, people are still gonna buy their games. It's just not they're just not gonna buy it on Xbox. Yeah. So you you give people that option versus like for example with the PS5, right? Let's say Sony does the only digital thing. Sony a lot of their games are not on PC. They're not. If, if they are, then it's kind of like they're very exclusive games that people want to play. Mm-hmm. They're not on PC. But so if the sales drop for Sony, they don't have no other way to make money. But you know, they don't Sony really makes have other stuff though. Yeah, uh, but I mean like game wise. <laughs> I mean game wise though. Yeah, I know what you mean. So it's like I know what you mean. As far as have, like video game industry. Yeah, they yeah. only have like the PS5. So if the PS5 they can, they can release. They have PlayStation now. Yeah, but, but which is good, but it's not as quality as because remember you can't download the games. They're all true. Same. Yeah, you pretty much like if you really want to play it in the proper frame rate, you need a yep. PS4. Exactly. Or a PS5 for that. Versus the Xbox Game Pass, you literally download the game. Eh. And you play as full quality for everything. You, sometimes even better quality. Just move like everything that. to PC. Come on, Sony. Or at least have an option to be able to just in case, you know, like a little safety net on PC. Oh, wait, no, I take that back. Um, I need consoles to live so that that can take a load off the PC. That's all. I know, but it, you always <laughs> want to have an option. You know? Like, yeah, 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 Steam on PS... Oh, yeah, they're not going to allow that. No, Discord on PS5. I wouldn't knock it. I mean, they have their own Discord. They're about to have their own Discord. So. Yeah, but like, imagine having cross-communications. Oh, no. Cross anything? Oh, you can't let Sony have Because <laughs> Sony's Ooh. not going to like that. <laughs> Ooh. That'd be fun though. Crossplay, cross communication. That's not like, Sony. That's not a very Sony move. That's a very PC move. <laughs> PC is like, oh, you want to play from a potato? Sure. You're going to get your butt whooped, but yeah, we'll let you do it. Shit. Yeah. All right. So I think that's about it for the video game section. I guess okay. we should move on. So I don't really have much for the content creation side of things. Um, but I guess since we're back with the new podcast, yeah. I think I think we could we can take like maybe five minutes just to see what we would do for you know for future episodes and stuff like that. I have some suggestions. Okay. The first suggestions that I actually maybe have is that I know back then I used to not really suggest to do weeklies, but I actually kind of want to do it now just so every Thursday kind of every Thursday just to put me into a more disciplined mindset maybe put in more effort into actually researching some of these topics um i feel like if i just go with the flow it might end up doing an, we might end up going into like a hunter hunter hiatus at some point yeah just because you know <laughs> i'm not as focused as i want to be for the podcast but if i do weeklies it could be a benefit especially since i kind of got used to the whole editing portion even though editing for podcasts is really not that hard but still you you want to um, experiment as well so you know try to look at of stuff. course of course of course yeah but i'm kind of comfortable where we at we got a we got a background beat i i'll probably like change that background beat at some point whenever i get interested in like making beats again but we got a background beat i got some edits it sounds mm-hmm. solid the mic quality solid 
everything mm. that I gotta worry about at this point is just like improving the substance of that, the substance and the content in, in the podcast. So yeah, um, I'm cool with doing weeklies. If you cool with doing weeklies, I'm cool um, with doing weeklies. That's great. Bad, bad, I said bad, I like bad. Thursdays. Thursday is a good day for me. Yeah, Thursdays are a good day for me too. It's usually my rest day, yeah. so I'm just here, um, to just like chill for the entire Thursday, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, um. As far as like everything else, I don't really want to get too philosophical in this episode. I have some philosophical stuff. Save that for the anime my... section. You know, the most <laughs> philosophical section of the month. Yeah. So the consecration section is just going to be short. It's just me like suggesting some stuff on like what we can do for future episodes. Um, I know that for the past three episodes, um, I'm kind of big on like mo- motivational stuff and self improvement, and then like you know, just just trying to improve as consecrated and stuff but i'm not gonna get into it right now mm-hmm. mm, so we'll save that for maybe some future episodes but yeah well let's move on to the anime section of the podcast so no news on this one because can't really find anything too interesting um i think i think at some point we might have to do like watch parties or something like that just so we can maybe like watch a couple animes and then review it in the podcast or something like that but we'll see how that goes but as of right now um, let's just start off with the topic that I had in mind and that is the question that what is the anime that actually left a big impression on you and keep in mind you cannot have any of the giants in this topic so no Dragon Ball Z no Naruto Except for Bleach, because um, no Bleach fell off and it sucks. I mean, what? <laughs> I, it does not suck, but <laughs> I will allow it because I don't think that Bleach was actually as big as the other three that I mentioned. It's definitely big, but I don't think it reached the height that you know One Piece and Naruto and Dragon Ball Z reached. Here's the thing: have my theory on Bleach, right? Bleach, just the concept of it, just sounded awesome. Like, you're literally deaf gods fighting with swords. This sounds cool. I think that's what made it popular. It's just the concept of it. Now, what made so, it popular it's super was edgy. the Waco Munda arc. Yes, that's it's what it made like, it popular. Like, I all, see. The, all the Aran cars, I don't know. I, I forgot the whole term. <laughs> but just, the numbers, bro, the numbers were was hype. Yeah, like hit me, hit me with the, hit me with Holly Bell, you know. Hit me with every Ro- time, it's every time dark. somebody revealed their number, it's like, oh, <laughs> they're <laughs> number three. Dude, I'm like, yeah. bro, I said, that's it. The concept of it was just so. I said the execution in certain parts. I'm like, uh, we had a whole conversation about they need to work on their camera works. I know it's an anime, but they gotta work on it. I don't want to see Ichigo's face when he goes Bankai. He just he, you just see his back for like a good twenty minutes, and him just looking back. You know, it's for the effect. Like we, he, he's supposed to look like a fucking alpha when he's yeah, about to beat the motherfucker down. Like what? Alpha does that. Like looks and then goes beat a motherfucker down. Ichigo was very look. Okay, cool. I see his back. That's dope. Okay, you're you're getting hyped. Like yeah, what <laughs> to do? Next thing you know, you're still there for like the next thirty seconds, like just looking at him. Damn. So that you're does. saying it's just it's like Dragon Ball Z. No, like, see, Dragon Ball Z, at least there's some it's fighting. Worse. It takes like years. Whoa. It takes years. It's a fight. At least you're fighting. <laughs> yeah. 
No, they're not. They're just talking. <laughs> You're literally just, they're not even talking. They're just looking at him. They're just looking at each other. What do you mean? That's Dragon Ball like, Z. Sound effects happen like randomly. No noise. Just, just just, look at Ichigo like saying, his first time transforming to Bankai. He's he's talking to, um, what's his name? His name? Byakuya. And then he's like, Byakuya's like, hey, oh, you speak as almost you achieve Bankai or something. Instead of Ichigo just going Bankai, he, he says something dumb. Like, oh, I thought, you know, it's something dumb. I thought I could beat you without, you know, holding back or something. I'm like, bro, that's the worst dialogue I ever heard in my life. It was so dumb. And then he actually goes Bankai. It looks hype for a second. The music goes, okay, cool, cool. And then it just cuts to him. You just see the back of his, and just like there, it's like, okay, cool. Do something cool. And then he doesn't do anything cool. It's just not cool. The coolest thing that happens is every time Aizen is introduced. Aizen hypes the show up. Because each was the main character, I'm sorry. You have your hype moments, but you never use them. Every single time he hype moment, we just look at him. Like another 20 minutes before he does anything. Aizen Wait, so you're not answering the question, though. How did, how did Bleach leave a big impression on you? Is it weird that I think he's got me into Naruto? Nah, that makes sense. Because I, I, I know I know Dragon Ball. Because Dragon Ball was the first anime I ever watched. But let's not count that. And then I, I was like in Tsunami. Oh my god. Tsunami. It was Tsunami. Tsunami got me into all types of anime. Because they had Satch Bell, yeah, which I love watching Satch yeah. Bell. I love watching Satch Bell with like the little donkey thing. I thought that donkey thing was cute. I loved it. It was so funny. It's just, it got me into the weirder part of anime. You know how anime normally gets weird? I, I feel like that's what happened. It's like a mixture of like Satch Bell. Bleach mm-hmm. got me into the shonen type of animes. Satch mm-hmm. Bell got me into like the more comedic type of animes. And the combination of Bleach and like Satch Bell got me into like One Piece because One Piece like mixes both. So, well, how, how did Bleach leave a big impression on you? Like, oh, it got me into Naruto. Like, that's it. <laughs> Here's the thing: it got me, it got me more into like the sections of anime where it's like action. Like, you know, you always, you know, how the Edge Lord parts of anime where it's like, oh, death gods, you know, that type of thing. Like, oh, spirits, oh, superpowers, and stuff like that. Because Dragon Ball Z, I'm like, I was, I thought it was cool for the fights, but I didn't even consider Dragon Ball Z an anime to I after I would get into anime, that's when I realized Dragon Ball Z was an anime. Okay. So it's like, I feel like Bleach, and then the fact that I used to watch Bleach, and like I said, I used to watch Bleach, and I just waiting for cool stuff to happen to the point that it got me to like search for other cool stuff. Like, because like I said, Bleach as a concept, it just sounds cool. So I'm like, I want to see people fighting with swords. So then that's when I went to like, start trying to watch other animes with swords. You know, like, it doesn't really feel like it left yeah. a big impression on you. I think it was just like a gateway for you. Though. Yeah, I feel like that's what it is. It's not really. It didn't really leave anything great okay, for impression you. Wise, like if you really want something that an anime that really, let's talk about impression wise. Full Metal Alchemist, but I don't. All right, oh, I'll let's talk about it. Let's talk Full about Metal it. Which which you want? My favorite anime of all time. All right. So what all what the, big impression did it leave on you? All the concepts it went into. It, it, it literally, Fullmetal Alchemist has me. Every time I look at a villain, 
I don't look him as a villain anymore. I always gotta first go in depth into his character and try to see is he really a villain or do I just think he's a villain? That's how Full Metal Alchemist had me. Like okay. it, when they showed the um, what do you call it? The you know the people that are made they're not real people. I forgot what it's called. They're, called they're not real people. Oh, they're. I forgot what their names are. Why are you? What? What are you talking about? They're not yeah, real people. What are you talking and about? And them. What's it called? Um, I mean, I know what you're talking about. Like this, like they're based on the seven deadly sins and all of that. Yeah, those. The thing that they are, they are. Um, they're homunculus. Yes, the homunculi. Like, let's talk about the homunculi. Like everything they did. Like I get it, but at the same time, they, they did everything asking themselves like, were they people or not? Like, are they human? Are they not human? And when they realize, okay, we're not human, but we feel we look and everything we have this emotions like human, even if they're not real, they're still there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and they're supposed to be the villains. I'm like, cool, but at the same time, when you look at them, I'm like, oh, but they're only doing that because their creator told them to do it. Mm-hmm. And every so often, they they still care about each other. Like they get mad, like if one of them die or anything like that sometimes they feel sad i'm just like and even like oh but they're still killing people I'm like okay so okay, i guess that's gonna make them the bad guys but then wait just start... because they're sad you make it no, you think like, they're the good guy <laughs> they get like, sad sometimes it's very um but i'm like okay they're killing people so 100 they're the bad guys but yeah the, the people that were supposed to be looking at the good guys they're also killing people yeah you know? but it's very it's one of those shows wait which good which good person actually like killed somebody that didn't deserve to be killed it's not even about deserve to be killed it's just everyone there was just doing their jobs like you could say the whole country of ishbal didn't deserve to be killed and most of the main characters participated in that Oh wait, you're right. Yeah, Roy Mustang and everybody else yeah. like participated in that, but they didn't really do. That's really what I'm saying. It's one of those shows. Because I'm, I'm thinking about Ed. Because like all that Ed did was just like he wanted to bring his mother back. Yeah, exactly. But like he, did, he's not really a bad guy to me because he never participated on some bullshit like the Ishbalan War. But in a way, you could. It's just. It's one of those things where it just has you looking because like Ed. And his brother um, and Alphonse are supposed to be like the most morally just ones. Mm-hmm. And them being the most morally just ones, you notice that they don't really judge anyone. Like they, they, they what they see, they're just like, okay, you're doing. The, they only, they see that, they see the reasons why you do that, and they're more like, they don't, they just go off the reasons as to why something is done, and that's how they determine where something is bad or not. They don't see what they did. Mm-hmm. So if someone kills someone, in the normal s- circumstance, like okay, that's bad because they're doing a lot of killing. But why mm-hmm. are they doing? I feel like um, Fullmetal Alchemist puts you. It's like a show that has you instead of just assuming everything, you just want to think of the reasons before anything. Yeah. And then once you know that reason, that's when you start determining, you know, whether someone's good or not. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I think that's good. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah Full Metal Alchemist is like kind of the one of those shows that does a great job and not really having a very linear uh, character development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
like those those are just shows in general that i really really look for it doesn't really have to have the most complicated most over-the-top mind-bending like crime story or something like mm-hmm. that i just really want to show that shows characters that are very unpredictable but yeah, not they- too unpredictable to a point where it's like um they're just mentally unstable like it still makes sense in the long run but their decision making like the the way that uh the writer did full metal alchemist for their characters their decision making has always been like very very um complicated i guess i would say since i don't really have a word for it right now but yeah they're not not a, not, not every nobody in the show is really that simple-minded there's always layers to them on why they actually make their decisions so i think that's a great point that you made for full metal exactly it's just it's one of those shows that's like after you get into it every time you like watch an anime you, you, there's certain things you search for you, you you no longer just wants the standard hey this guy's the bad guy so we go fight him you want to just you're more like okay the main characters think this guy's the bad guy but is he really because you, know? you yeah. basically stop listening like just because the shows tell you this is the bad guy doesn't mean he is the bad guy it just means the show thinks he's the bad guy the main character okay you know? yeah. it revolves huh. mm, yeah um full model alchemist for me like it did it definitely did a it definitely le- left like a big impression on me it's not the anime that i'm gonna talk about on my part but I will say that Full Metal Alchemist, when I watched it, I, 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 in my opinion, I might be riding a bandwagon or anything like that, but in my opinion, I feel like that show kind of deserves its own tier and maybe its own curriculum as well. Yeah. Because, man, like I've, I've never, I've never seen an anime that handles racism like yeah. so well. I'm not saying like, oh, <laughs> like the way they just present the problem and how they go about it and how like certain different types of people handle that like um how do you say like roy like roy mustang being able to um act as an ally a proper ally for like his fallen at the end and trying to like pretty much you know atone for his sins at the end that was pretty good way of like showing you know how how you can right solve racism and and like you know but yeah like no anime has really done that although there's 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 a there's what animes have done racism in their shows uh one piece does it but like yeah one piece does it a lot yeah, yeah there's definitely like, like slavery and all of that in like one piece but nobody has ever really done it as like pungent or, or as like as naruto tries but like it avoids doing it because it, then it reverts back to like oh no these people are different so that means they're evil after it tries yeah. like no different doesn't mean you're evil but then it keeps reverting back it's just like yeah no inconsistent yeah Yeah, like i really feel like full metal alchemist should really be studied though like no no cap (laughs) you should really have this in like universities in my opinion i wouldn't knock it yeah but um the anime that i was actually going to talk about um as far as like what left a big impression on me was the most recent one he they just had their season two which uh which is free zero oh i don't know if you watch that <laughs> i know that show is about memes because it's like oh no let's let's see how much the writers will put uh subaru how much more suffering they'll put subaru through and all that although like imagine living his life oh my god 
His life is not that bad though, because it's like, if you if you look at it in a grand scheme of things, like yes, it it's still a fantasy world, of course, but if you look at it in a grand scheme of things, he's he's essentially just like living the life of an average, like human being, in my opinion. Like if you think about it, this is remember he still feels everything. That's so true. Think, it, I don't think the show really acknowledges how much trauma. He should yeah. be having by now. Like he should be mentally unstable. He should be a vegetable by now. You know, I, I wasn't thinking about it until I watched um what is it, anime quartet? You know where they have like the other isekai animes and then they they put them all together and that's it's supposed to be like a little joke show. Where um I haven't watched it but I heard about it. Yeah. Nine from um Overlord. He shows Overlord. four full infinite powers of death and destruction and everything. And all the other normal characters. They're all freaking out. Like Tanya also shows her. They're all freaking out. And then you have um, I forgot his name from ReZero. What's his, the main character's name? Subaru. Subaru, and he's literally like calm, like nothing. Like to him, that's he just really. That's day. cap. Subaru would be freaking out. Like what I'm saying. I mean, no, I know he's gone through a lot of development, but like what? No, it's more, <laughs> it wasn't like a full power thing. It's more like death wise. Like the fear of absolute dying, and Subaru is literally. Just oh like, yeah, yeah. Subaru shouldn't care because he's gonna reset anyway. Yeah, you're right. Like, I'm sorry. Literally seeing death in the face, and he's everyone else is like at least a little bit shook or surprised. Subaru is just there, like, like no response at all to it. Like I said, yeah, that's what, funny. Like this trauma. Yeah. And Ainz is like, what type of thing does this person face every day to have him so numb to death itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah no. I like that. I like that. I like that. And by the yeah. way, I like Ainz. He, yeah. Overlord's probably the best isekai for my opinion. Overlord. I say isekai, I love it. Yeah. But anyway, back to ReZero though. Yeah. Um, how do I say? The big impression that it really had on me was just like the writing for it is actually quite great quite great like the dialogue for each character and how they deliver it and i only watch english dub though i didn't really watch sub mm-hmm. i really like the voices for dub so i just sticked with it that's why i'm waiting until maybe the end of the year for season two to finally finish because they haven't translated everything yet um but for the dub version um like subaru's lines it kind of hit home to be honest and also the actions that he's especially since the show really does take its time to show how much trauma and how much um, pain Subaru went through before Mm -hmm. so that he can deliver these lines like how do you explain it like my favorite episode for ReZero was probably episode 8 I believe that's one when wait should I should I spoil it for you because I don't Don't know don't worry I've watched it already you watched it already? Okay, yeah, so just, you know episode 8, right? I said I watched it like once though. So I already I, watched it. So if you speak about it, I probably know it. Probably know it. So the episode 8 is right when... um, oh, I forgot the maid's name. Ren? Ren. Rem. Yeah. Yeah, Ren and Rem or something. It was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So essentially like Rem is... Rem is basically just confessing to like Subaru. And then Subaru saying he's not necessarily a good man. You should just leave him. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. that it. Th- th- that was just the entire episode, just yeah. them going back and forth. And I'm like, yo, 
this dialogue is actually I can't even explain how good this dialogue is. I have I haven't actually like um seen an anime that delivers dialogue as well as this episode did. Like just this episode alone just got got this like anime like goaded for me. And they also have that moment in season two as well when Subaru actually like gets um a bit more intimate about his past and shows his real life um experience with his family. Or at least like what he deems to be appropriate or something like that. Because mm-hmm. in season two he was in um he was tasked to actually um and I should really put a spoiler thread on the anime section. I'm gonna start doing that for podcasts whenever we talk about anime. Um, but yeah, in season two, like Subaru gets in, has to do a certain challenge where he has to face his past, and then his interaction with just his parents, just it was just hitting. Is I have to go back to that episode oh, over and over again. Got so emotional like, out of nowhere. Um, I mean, I I, I didn't cry. I'm just saying, you know, but I'm just saying anime, that you know, shit hit. Cry, it just it just hits though. Like. like it just hits like all the all the lines all the way they stack up how how they were delivered and then you know the The atmosphere of it was just great it was very simple it was very it felt very sincere um i'm not necessarily saying like um how subaru feels and how rem feels and and how like all the all the types of like philosophies that this show kind of pushes you onto well i don't want to say they push it onto but I'm not saying that I agree 100% with every philosophy that the show throws on you, but the way yeah. that they show they show it, I understand it. Like it, it makes sense to me, or something yeah. like that. But yeah, it left a overall like Rezero just left a big impression on me because it just kind of shows how important character development is like for me when I watch a show, um. And if I ever, ever want to create a show for myself, like character development would be like the most important aspect, no matter what. Like I can have the simplest story and it'll be goaded just because the characters are so good. But yeah, that's me. Isn't that actually character development? That's, just, that's really... That's technically story? No, it's more of a... Oh no, One Piece, I was going to say that's what One Piece does, but no, One Piece does world building. Well, One Piece is very good at world building. They right. they really are, but it's not what I. Yeah, it's not what I focus on too much. No, their character development, eh, it's eh, but their world building is great. Yeah, like I'm okay with One Piece, you know, expanding its world as much as it can, but I don't want to be in the journey. I would never because wanna. I don't I don't want to I don't want to stay in the journey just because. I just don't care for the characters at this point. <laughs> That's See, all. I got into it and I'm like, cool. But you know how you have anime worlds and some people are like, oh, I wish I was. No. Most of these shonen shows, I would never. No. We actually wrap it up. That was a very long tangent, but I'm going to conclude it with saying not all worlds are cool. They sound fun when you're the main character because you never die. They're not fun. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. They're not. Fun. I'm just letting you know, you're going against everything that we talked about in episode three. <laughs> I know I am, but I'm just saying. They're you're going cool. against everything. You're wasting this topic. <laughs> <laughs>
this topic could have been its own episode too i know okay okay Whatever. i'm gonna leave it there no i have more stuff so don't worry trust me there's enough material for that this topic oh it's amazing I'll, I'll probably split this episode into like um two two parts one part jerk goes parts. on a tangent yeah, for like that. a whole hour <laughs> <laughs> um but anyways uh as far as my um my close wait did i say opening statement for you no let me do my i should say closing statement yeah. um as far as my closing statement um i did say in episode one that i was gonna stay uh dedicated to this podcast see how it goes in the next couple of like you know episodes see see where it takes me maybe if it like improves maybe not but you know it's just a fun thing for me to do just to get a skill in or something like that um and i'm gonna hold that promise so yeah anyways thank you for tuning in uh that is the episode and hope you have a great day hope you're doing well peace i like peanut butter I'm so editing that out. I... <laughs>